All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Take you up until 2 o'clock here on the program. Let's get to some headlines brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. Yeah, man. So uh, Miami Hurricanes definitely looking to turn the page on last week's uh, debacle that happened against Georgia Tech. Uh, this is Mario Cristobal, if you got this, Vlad, uh, Hurricane Tech OJ, obviously going into a uh, tough place to play in Chapel Hill and uh, a team that has had a lot of success against Miami. It's been uh, quite frustrating. I think Javante Williams is still running. Quite frustrating with some of the losses they've had against North Carolina for sure. This is uh, Mario Cristobal on what they're up against. They've assembled an unbelievable roster. You know, recruiting has really taken uh, – has taken shape there because you look at them from top to bottom. They are they are talent laden at all positions. They're big and powerful up front. Uh, it showed in the, in the first game of the year. I believe they had nine sacks against South Carolina. Uh, they're explosive out on the perimeter. Um, their backfield is dynamic. Uh, their quarterback is dynamic. They've got a lot of NFL prospects on there, and they play well. They play hard. They play with toughness. Uh, they're physical. Just a, an excellent football team. You know, they're uh, they're about as talented as a roster as you'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you have one of their uh, top prospects there in, uh, in Drake May. Everybody's fawning over. And, uh, you know, they've really – they've they've had the Canes number now, I think, four straight seasons, five straight seasons. Um, and some of them have just been real throttlings. I mean, when it was Mac Jones versus Manny Diaz, it was like – but I do think this do think this is a very important one for Mario, just because it was such a crusher to so many in the fan base. You're getting laughed at, but this is definitely the one where you get this one. You can erase a lot of that if you are able to turn the page that way. Um, not saying it's going to be easy because I think that this was probably like the first one you looked at the schedule. You're like, well, that's going to be the real test. Like, where are they at? A little bit of that with with Texas A and M. And they say Mac Jones, uh, stunt Steve. I met Mac Brown. He's been their daddy. Um, but this was the first one I think I looked at when the schedule came out. I was like, well, that's going to be, let's see where they're at. And now it's coming off of the most adversity you're facing just from within because, yeah, everyone's laughing at you. You had this embarrassing loss and you had a game that you were going to pull out with a victory. Could have kept it undefeated. You didn't. So now you have your first loss to your resume. Do you keep this? And uh, do you nip it in the bud right away? That's going to be the interesting, uh, the interesting thing to look out for with that. So definitely uh, looking forward to that game coming up 7.30 on Saturday. And our coverage here will begin at 4.30. No, 3.30 will no. be our pregame show. What's the cover? Wait, what time's the game? 7.30. Yes. 3.30. Pregame is at 3.30 and you'll be able – and pre-pregame is at noon. With you guys? Sports Day with Dan Day and Vlad Luzon. There you go. And before that, Heat Weekly. And before that, Heat Weekly and Tommy Panther Tag. Insider. There you go. We got, you know, back, we, got a, we, got a packed, we got a packed Saturday for you. And then Game Day Uncensored gets Game going. Game Day Uncensored. 9 a.m. on Sunday, people. All right? So we got a lot of stuff coming up for you this weekend here on 560 WQAM. I have a question. Mm. Do you know what you're doing in two weeks? I mean, do you know what you're doing in a month? With the Tot- Chiefs game? Yeah. Uh, so we're going up at 5.30. You guys are really doing a 5.30. Yeah, I mean, I've been there before, dude. I've done morning drive before. So I'll be uh, 
I'll be ready to go. I will be ready to go. Meanwhile, Miami Heat, they get the win last night in their preseason over Tyler Hero led the team in scoring. Here's to Eric Spolstra on Hero's performance yesterday. He's just explosive. Uh, you know, he had that easily could have been, you know, 14 makes. You know, he had a lot that went in and out. Uh, and he, he just does it um, in a fashion that he, he makes it look kind of easy. Uh, and it's not easy, you know, to score in this league against, you know, some of the best defenses. And, you know, Steve obviously um, does a, a great job, you know, with team defense. And you're not going to just face it like them and a, a team that's making a bunch of mistakes. So he's able to get to places because of his skill level. He gets players off balance because of his range and his skill and all of those things. And uh, it's just a... Uh, you know, it's a blessing to be able to have him back, you know, and feeling great. And we had a terrific summer, and uh, I think this is only going to get better. He was, uh, yeah, he was really good yesterday, especially taking a shot to the face with a, those, the whole, you know, Steve Clifford's apparent defensive system is hit the heat in the face. That was his, uh, that was his system yesterday. But Tyler was uh, hitting his spots. Definitely, you know, like he said, had, had some more opportunities from three, so could have even been more explosive for you think about the minutes that he played. Um, you know, and it was a, it was a nice, it was, it was a nice performance from him yesterday. Bam, super efficient in like his 15 minutes of work. The show yesterday was, was Jaime Jaquez, was Cole Swider, Thomas Bryant, uh, even Jay Rich. I thought Jay Rich did a little bit of everything. Haywood Highsmith was, you know, stripping dudes like crazy. It was a, uh, it was a, it was a nice all around game. I think he had a lot of good stuff. The Heat, uh, practicing, probably just wrapping up right now. So uh, they'll get ready. They're back on the court on Friday in San Antonio. That's when we'll be back at it. So I want to get to this. This was the big news yesterday. So this was dropping yesterday after the Heat game. Dana White comes out, and there's a lot of uh, rumors around the MMA Twitter sphere yesterday that there was going to be a little change to the main event. Coming up next week was supposed to be UFC 294 rematch Islam Mahachev against Charles Dubronx Oliveira for the lightweight strap. And the last time these guys fought, Islam, like a buzzsaw through Charles Oliveira. Now, Oliveira, could he bounce back? Certainly. Guy's been through some adversity in his career before. You know, has gone to get, you know, as many finishes and bonuses and won the championship. He outstruck the likes of... Poirier, Michael Chandler, the guy's an absolute monster. So could he have a better performance against Islam Mahachev? Yeah, it's possible. I don't think so, but, you know, MMA guys bounce back. It's it's a crazy sport. It's a crazy sport, dude. And news started circulating yesterday that Dubronx was out. No Oliveira. I was like, what? That's crazy. But the crazier part is... Stepping in, the featherweight champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, which I'm just like, so we may have, we well, we don't may have, we do have now a better rematch because Dana White confirmed it yesterday after the Tuesday Night Contender Series, a better rematch coming up on 11 days notice, Alexander Volkanovsky is stepping in to take on Islam Mahachev. And the last time these guys faced off, it was close. Mahachev ended up getting the decision. 
But a lot of people thought Volkanovski deserved the win. He could not get his arms around his neck. He could not find the submission around him. And then Volkanovski ended that fight on top. He was pummeling Islam by the end of that matchup. So now he's stepping in again. 11 days notice to go save the main event next week. Um, I can't wait. I got the goosies from this. This is unbelievable. So we ended up with even a more competitive fight, it seems like, on 11 days. Uh, with the caveat, dude is stepping in on 11 days notice, which is tough because you haven't had a training camp. I don't know what he's been doing training-wise. Like I'm sure we'll get some more info on that with Volk, but I can't believe that, dude. I got the absolute goosies galore when that happened. But then there was some more news that popped up because on the same card, this was supposed to be Hamzat Chamaev's return. And he was going to take on Paulo Costa, who, I don't know if you guys have seen Paulo Costa, guy looks like a model but an MMA fighter. Incredible. Is that the one that lost to um Stylebender? Yeah. Yeah, he lost to Stylebender. Yeah, that's the one that was talking a lot of trash to Stylebender and then Stylebender. Then just... he said that he fought the fight. Huh? There was some weird stuff where he's like, I was drunk the yeah. night before. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's him. So for whatever reason, this guy was out here and he was like, oh, he, he just mentioned casually, oh, I just had surgery. Oh, that's kind of weird. Don't you have a fight coming up in like a couple weeks? He goes, nah, it's all good. We're going to fight. But Dana White yesterday comes out and he goes, fight's in jeopardy. Oh, that's not great. Because Chemaev, Hamza Chemaev has finally moved up to middleweight, all right? He was, a, he, was a, he was a welterweight. Then he had complete disregard for the scale. Then he didn't fight for a while. And he goes, well, what is he doing? Is he fighting middleweight or welterweight? It doesn't make sense. He's in the welterweight rank. He's not a welterweight. So he's moving up in weight. And... He's supposed to fight Paolo Costa. It's supposed to be a fun fight, right? And now all of a sudden, fight might be off. And there's not a lot of sexy matchups there. Like Marvin Vittori is possibly a guy that can go, but apparently he turned down the fight. Well, JFig, the streets are talking. And our guy, what did they say? Gilbert Burns, boots on the ground, he has tweeted out, a bunch of eyeball emojis, and behind him, in his gym, is Kamaru Usman, the former welterweight champion of the world. And him and Hamzat, they were kind of circling the shark tank a little bit there when Hamzat pretended he was a welterweight. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, everybody thought Hamzat was going to be the guy he was going to face Usman, maybe dethrone Usman before Leon Edwards got him with the kick heard around the world. But now... Gilbert Burns putting those little peep emojis out there, those little peeper emojis, and behind him, training like a true journalist, Gilbert Burns. Friend of the show, Dolphins fan, Heat fan. He learned from you, I guess. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. Behind yeah. him, he has a he has Kamara Usman in the cage. He goes, he just goes into the camera and he looks and he goes, someone's getting ready. What does he mean by that? Getting ready for what, though? What does he mean? Exactly that. What does he mean by that? You can get ready, but it getting ready see- for what? Would he be willing to step in on 11 days notice, making his middleweight debut to take on Hamzat Shemaev? It seems like this could be the case. We yeah. could be seeing the return of Kamar Usman making a, a new weight class debut. And then if he beats Hamzat on short notice, because oh, his guy was style better, but style better's not the champ anymore. Strickland is. So now could we be in a situation where Usman is moving up, taking on Hamzat Shemaev, winner's going to end up going to take on the belt. A lot of drama surrounding next week's UFC 294. All right. 
after those two losses to Edwards, Usman yeah. needs something. Needs something. He Interesting. Needs something, and he needs something big. Yep. So clearly, if you can't beat this guy, you might need to get out of his division. Right? Yep. New division. Makes sense. New foes. Yep. New opponents. Yep. Little money. drama in the past. You drama guys in the past. Chirped in the past. More money. I'm sure he's going to get the bag for the short notice step in. More exp- Yes, more exposure. And if you win, we can get maybe a fight in the future. Maybe, maybe uh, a title fight right away. Let's go. Looking at the video he posted. Yep. He's zooming in. He's zooming in. He knows what he's doing. Gilbert knows what he's doing there. That, to me, means that somebody's been training for a while Mm. just in case something like this might have happened, and then they got the call that, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I'm ready. Well, will you? you, how ready are you? In 11 days, I'll be ready. (sighs) Okay, we're going to put you in. That's that that type of um, zooming in. Looks like over at uh, Deerfield Beach. Some actions happening right up the right up the road on ninety five. That's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing. You should go take a little sneaky sneak. Maybe ah, they'd probably kick me out. Why? Well, I don't know. Worth it. You know what? Not if you bring Tommy. Tommy, because Tommy Fair got a point. new belt. Tommy right. will whip their ass. <laughs> that's true. Fair <laughs> yeah. point, Vlad. All right, we'll take a quick break. Talk a little cats with our guy David Dwork coming up next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Tobin and Leroy here with you on 560 WQAM. Hey, football season is here, and so is our David Buster's gift card giveaway. We got your chance to win a $250 gift card from David Buster's to watch college football, the NFL, and more. To enter, go online to WQAM's contest page, submit your entry, and if you win, you can go to David Buster's with your gift card and watch your favorite teams. Have a little meal, all on us, and Dave and Buster's. Eat, drink, play. Watch sports at Dave and Buster's in Hollywood. You know who else you can go watch, Jay Fig? Tell me. The Cats. The I cats, missed hearing that song. I do. I did too. Because the Cats are back on the. Listen, the Cats are back in action, but the Cats are on the road. So who do we go to when we are on the eve of hockey? The eve of Panthers hockey? Talk to our guy, David Dwork. You know? He, this this man is the best one out there. The man who always gives us our insight on our Cats hockey. What's going on, my friend? How are you, buddy? Good to see you, Tobes, everybody. It's good to be back. How are you? Mm-hmm. I'm good, man. I'm like I'm ready to roll. I, I feel like this short offseason was perfect. Like it was still pumped up from going to the final last year and 
and this team like they're built to last so like let's go like i'm ready like you know i'm pumped up let's do this what has been the uh what has been the big message so far out at camp you know they uh they get after this thing they uh they have this preseason felt like it went in a blur from media day to to opening day so i guess what were the were there big headlines out of it what were the things that you you took out of it from a team that was in the stanley cup final a year ago what's the most important thing that you you caught on from the uh time we had media day to now I mean, there's a few things. Obviously, there's a bit of a turnover. There's a lot of new guys uh, with the two big defensemen, Ekblad and Montour, going to start the season on IR. So I think uh, five of the seven defensemen on the roster are new guys. So that's something that we're going to be keeping an eye on. It looks like fairly seamless. You know, obviously, you would expect there's going to be uh, little bumps in the road as guys learn new systems, just like we saw with uh, the guys that were here last year. Uh, it takes a little time. But overall, I, I'm, I'm pretty enthused about this season. I'm bullish on the Panthers, optimistic uh I don't know. I, I think they're going to pick up where they left off. I think your boy Bob, I think he's locked in. He's looked really good throughout camp. Uh, I think Anton Lindell and Itulo Sterainen both look really good in camp. Like they're going to take big steps forward this year. And just overall, this is a team that's really, they look like they're built to perform, not just at playoff time, but I think they're going to smack a lot of teams in the face during the regular season because they play that tough physical style that we saw in the playoffs that not a lot of teams are good at defending, let alone really know how to handle it. So, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm just excited to see the season start and see how this all kind of materializes as we get going. Is there a uh, is there a newcomer you're most excited for? You know, we lose some some fan favorites. I'm bummed that Radko Gudis is gone. We, you know, Leroy's despondent yeah. that uh, Duclair's gone. I didn't have the heart to tell him that Lorenz because we sat down with Stephen Lorenz at media day. I didn't have the heart to tell him that that was the guy that got for Duclair. Um, but like, are there any of this? We talked to uh, to Kevin Stenlin yesterday. Is there a newcomer that you're uh, you think it could, I guess, pop? Really, are you excited to see their contributions? Who's the new guy that you you're most excited about? Well, I mean, you mentioned Stephen Lorenz, maybe one of the nicest hockey players amid a pool of awesome guys, one of the nicest, just genuine great dudes out there. Uh, him and Kevin Stenlin are both. Uh, they're they're kind of joining with Ryan Lombard on that fourth line, which I'm really excited to see just because these are guys that aren't your traditional, they play thumping roles, but that's a lot of talent for a fourth line. Uh, so I think both of those guys I'm excited for, but uh, on the forward side, Evan Rodriguez, uh, he's starting on the first line with Sasha Barkov and Carter Hagee. This is a guy who works tirelessly on his shot. He's a shoot first guy. He's at a crazy one-timer. I think he's a perfect pairing for Sasha Barkov. who We know is like a pass first playmaker type of guy. Uh, so that's one guy that I'm pumped up to see. And then Oliver Ekman Larson on defense, somebody, uh, he was huge in this league, a, a big offensive defenseman, uh, put up some big numbers, had a couple down years in Vancouver after breaking his foot twice within like a year or so. Uh, it looks like he's ready to kind of pick up where he left off just in terms of when his career was in an upward trajectory. Uh, they're putting him in a position to succeed. He's going to be running the top power play. He's going to be on the top defensive pairing with Gus Forsling and just has looked really solid uh, since day one. So I'm pretty bullish on both of those dudes. What What do you think is uh... – you know, you mentioned Bob being locked in, and it's fascinating because, you know, he's had such an interesting – this is his fifth season with the Panthers already. It's kind of crazy. Um, but, like, there's always that time where, like, it feels like, yeah, maybe he'll get replaced, and then he has this incredible ride last year where he was – I mean, they don't get, obviously, as far as they, they got without him. Um, but you also have, like, the whole thing with Spencer Knight coming back from the OCD, and he was supposed to be kind of maybe the fran- uh, the, the, the face of the franchise – in between the pipes, you know, because he burst onto the scene as a kid, but now you don't know what his future is. I know he got sent down. So the whole situation would go, do you just think that 
all things being equal, they just want Bob to be Bob this entire year? Or do you think there's a chance that Spencer can come back from this and he is, you know, back in the fold by the end of the year? What do you what do you think is is the plans at goalie for the whole year? I don't know if there's like a concrete plan with how they want to handle everything. I think they're kind of taking it as a fluid situation, knowing that they've got this amazing goaltending staff that's really got their finger on the pulse of each of their goaltenders and is kind of tracking how they perform. I think at this moment, the best thing that they're seeing is they want to give Bob a ton of starts. That's what Bob wants. That's what he's built for. That's what he trains for. So they're fine with just letting him kind of have it and running with it. Uh, And with Spencer Knight, they want him to get game time too. So that's why he's in the AHL. It's not a performance-based thing. Like He looked fine in training camp. He looked like if he was going to be in the NHL, he'd perform at that level. Like He picked up where he left off. But I think they want him to get some games under his belt, which is why he's going to be in the AHL, at least to start. And they've got Anthony Stolarz, a good, capable, huge man, just a giant backup goalie uh, with a great attitude. Uh, one of my favorite things about Anthony Stolarz, not to get sidetracked, he's got a Wedding Crashers quote on the back of his helmet, Excuse which me? I think is spectacular. What does he have? Uh, bear with me. I'll look it up right now. It's one of the rules. Like, you know, like, like rule, rule man left behind leave a guy in a funny hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm scrolling. I know this is horrible. Radio. No, 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 no. It says take your time. We'll find We'll, we'll take a, we, this is, this is important journalism that we need to know. Also with, uh, yesterday, um, while you're searching, if you could do two things at once, why was Sergei Bobrovsky asking Matthew Kachuk to hit him in the face? You know what? We meant to ask Kachuk about that today, but we got kind of rushed through because they had a plane to catch. Um, I mean, just watching it go down and watching his interactions with Rob Talis, I think it was, it wasn't, it wasn't a funny thing. It was like you're hugging the near side post. You want to push rebounds. The only open spot is kind of up here. So practice knocking rebounds with your head. These are like thousand dollar helmets that you know they're built to take that so it's not like they're looking for it okay um but i think with kachuk he's just so good and accurate that they had him it looked really funny and it, you know <laughs> but i don't think there was anything goofballish behind it uh you said it was rule number 75 rule 76 no excuses play like a champion that is i mean listen he's right He's right. That is, I mean, a, a classic from Wedding Crashers. Uh, for those who don't know, man, because I saw you you write about this a little bit in the off season, but the Spencer Knight thing was uh, such an interesting story last year. What uh, could you give our audience a little bit of insight as to what did happen with him last year? Yeah, the way he explained it, he he really opened up uh, in an interview with the Hockey News about it. Um, it was something that kind of, I guess, spiraled uh, as he got older. It was something. It was an you know, obsessive compulsive disorder issue he said it started with some just continuously washing his hands to the point where as covid picked up he became more just kind of obsessed with the idea of being healthy and not getting sick and the you know being uh, healthy from diseases and everything and that just kind of spiraled for him he he ended up getting really sick uh, in february a lot of the players were under the weather uh, between december and february of last year uh, was one of the reasons that they were struggling um but that combined with what was going on in his head just uh it, it got really bad for him to the point where he was having trouble sleeping he was having trouble going through his daily routines and fortunately uh he was able to recognize that and take a step back and utilize the what the nhl and the nhlpa uh, joint player assistance program has for the players and you know recognize hey i can take this time get healthy get right and that's exactly what he did um now he's back he's completed his time in the program and he he just looks healthy happy He's smiling. He just looks very comfortable out there, uh, like no worse for the wear of anything. And he said 
uh, that he wants to be open about it. He wants to be helpful if there's other people who are suffering the way he did, that he's hoping that maybe somebody will see his story and understand and can take a step back and get the help that you need. Um, but yeah, it was obviously a very interesting year for Spencer. And then in the middle of all that, uh, for his teammates to be going to the Stanley Cup final and to kind of be watching that from the outside, uh, it was uh, quite an experience for Spencer this year. One more before we get you out of here, David, uh, at uh, David Dork, go follow him uh, all season long and his uh, coverage of the Florida Panthers. He's boots on the ice. He's got everything there for you. does a great job. Um, Matthew Kachuk, sensational Panthers debut season. The kid it was every bit as good as advertised, if not better, being the face of the franchise during the All-Star weekend. His unbelievably clutch goals. Did it with a broken sternum at one point. Um, turning 26 this year, What like is there a bigger expectation even that you like when when does hockey prime hit like is there supposed to be another level this guy hits being only the age that he is like uh, is it fair to expect more out of him does there something different that he's got to bring to this team what do you think is the 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 expectations of Matthew Kachuk this year it's crazy to think that there could be another level for him to get just because he's been so amazing and so clutch which those things aren't necessarily mutually exclusive of one another one another but this guy was putting up the points. He was scoring big goals. And at, as he said, 26 years old. Hockey prime, late 20s to your, your early 30s, depending on the guy. So he hasn't even really gotten there yet. He's just scratching the surface and getting into those prime years of his career. So I think it's fair to say, just based on you know logical, the way that you know athletes grow, that there's more. I think he would expect more of himself, that he can do more. He's learning. He's still a young guy. Uh, but yeah, I think it's not crazy to think that this guy could do more, which what more could he do? 120, 130 point season, maybe 40 plus 50 goals. Uh, I mean, last year he was an MVP finalist. So, you know, I, I guess the next step for him is just win an MVP, win a scoring trophy and, you know, raise the Stanley cup. Buddy, it's great seeing you again. Good to see you too, man. I can't believe media day was so long ago. I was just thinking like when I saw you out there. Yeah, I know it flew <laughs> by, flew by. Uh, you enjoying the dolphins? I'm wearing my Dolphins colored nice button down shirt here just because it's Dolphin colors today. I'm very much enjoying the Dolphins. You you know I'm I'm going crazy over here. It's uh it's unprecedented. I just pray to God that they stay healthy because that's the only thing that could stop this team at this point. Go uh, follow David Dork at David Dork on Twitter. He covers the Panthers for the Hockey News, and you guys can catch his work also on Local Ten. Thank you for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Happy to see you guys. Take care. All right, there you go. Take a quick break. Wrap things up on the other side. Back with more for this. All right, welcome back, you rascals. Tobin and Leroy here with you. So, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to gather around. We just had uh, David Dwork on, trying to get the updates on. Mike McDaniel, who did speak with the media earlier this hour on Devon Achan. Um, he's not, re- like, he doesn't really have, like, a description of the injury. He's like, you know, there's not a black and white diagnosis of it. He's not saying it's a sprain or anything like that. But it is something they feel like he needs a good amount of time to recover from. So, um, are they not being deliberate just so that people are not going to try to attack that certain injury when he does come back? 
Um, I don't know. I mean, like, they tell you it's a knee. I mean, you only got two to choose from, Vlad. Right, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it's it, uh, the lack of detail in this injury is kind of weird because it's – It is weird. Normally it's, like, either a bruise or a strain right. and, they, you know – that was one of the things that I found weird about him on Monday because he was being like very, uh, he was dancing around it a lot. So it's one of those things where I was like, I don't know what the hell. Uh, I didn't feel great about what he was saying with the uh, the injury because the way he was making it seem like, all right, it's like all right, he might miss a week or two, but he could, but it's not serious. He just might need a couple of weeks. But then he, he was even... avoiding saying IR. But then now he's in the IR. Yeah. He's on the IR. It's like okay, what is it now? I didn't see the video, but Omar's saying like he uh, he danced around whether he'll undergo a surgical procedure. So I don't know if he's going to get a scope or anything, clean it up. But look, it's going to be a little bit. The po- the biggest point of it is you know that he's not going to be here until the Raiders game at the least. Pretty much, he's so, going to be after the bye. Yeah, yeah. So like, don't get used to having Devon H. And that being said, he does say uh, he says uh, get your popcorn ready with uh, Jeff Wilson's practice. So I guess Jeff Wilson's been itching to get back out there. He was really a, a tone changer last year for their run game. So it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table because, yeah, he's kind of been the forgotten man. You think about this uh, this entire training camp and, uh, you know, it's been Mostert and HN and there's been Ahmed. Ahmed had an incredible preseason that Jeff Wilson's kind of been the forgotten element to all this stuff. So um, I think they'll be okay, but it's it's definitely still a blow, even though I think Mostert is really good. It's, I. It's more to the effect of I didn't think A Chan was going to be this impactful right out of the gate. I thought maybe he'd have a nice play here and there. You know, he'd bust one loose every once in a while. He's done it every damn game. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that's like, oh, because when you get that rookie running back, you only know how this league treats running backs. But when you get that rookie running back, you and he's ease like, them in. Yeah, but so when they but eat, you saw this with Brees last year, like right? When he burst on this. You're like, Whoa. no. When we saw Brees, it was like after week three, after week four, you're like, oh my. And but they had to ease him into becoming that man. You don't want to throw these, give these guys 15, 20, 25 carries right out the gate. You got they got to get eased into the end of new NFL because they they coming from college. They yep. playing against grown men now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and HN's not a big dude. HN's not a big Although dude. Although he does say, like, he he made point of this. I don't know if this was a jinx on him or what, but he said, like, oh, I don't take direct hits. Now, this isn't the knee. It's not like he took a concussion or something like that. But, um, yeah, this is uh, this guy's been sensational to see, like, any time he literally touches the football feeling like he could go for, you know, I mean, he's averaging 12 yards a carry, for God's sakes. What, what bothers what's bothersome about this is that you know the carries were going to increase. For sure. As they get in, as the the season continues, he's more uh, comfortable playing. He's he's had what he would have had eight to nine weeks, but now this is a this is a you know it's a speed bump into the momentum that he's uh, he's been providing. So hopefully, it's just as uh, inflammation. It swelling goes down, leg get the the knee gets better, and he. He's back on the field in no time. Well, yeah, in, fe- sure. in four weeks, but he's back healthy and ready to go. Because what's the schedule like the next four weeks? You said we said uh, the Dolphins are playing. Yeah, Carolina, Carolina this week. They stink. Philly, Philly's really good. Patriots stink. 
Kansas City's really good. So, so it goes at worst they can go. You go two bum good, bum good, and then bye, and then bum with the Raiders. So two and two at at work. I mean, I would think if you could get to the bye, you know, four games. So they're what they're four and one right now. If you can get to the bye, seven and three. If you could get to their seven and three, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be great. I think you'd still be either tied for first or in first place in the AFC. I would Buffalo think so. Buffalo still has some tough games that they have to uh, contend with. We got uh, some injury news out of Heat Camp as well. Uh, heat practice today. Anthony Chang tweeting out from the Miami Herald minutes ago. Uh, the Heat says that Nikola Jovic is at the doctor for further evaluation on his knee injury, so no update on him. And Jaime Hakez Jr. strained his groin in practice today. So, um, interesting. That's neither one of those make me feel great. Not a great day for injuries, ladies and gentlemen. Why? Not Just keep great, on piling. Not a great day for injuries, J Fig. A lot of things day. happening. You know, Jaime Hakez. Nikola Jovic banged up, Devon Achan banged up. None of this stuff is making me feel good. Am I, you know, all the favorites. I need to like go, you know, put some cucumbers like uh, slices on my eyes, and you know, maybe taking some eucalyptus mist or something like that. Relax a little bit from this, but this is this is not good. This is not great. I'm not a I'm not I'm not I'm not a fan of of hearing about all these injuries. Jesus. Do you think the Dolphins need to be uh, active during the trading deadline? Um, I don't know. I mean, they did just trade for Claypool. That's the other thing. Claypool's probably going to make his debut this week, I would think. Um, I don't know, man. I think that they have, you know, so many of their parts. Depends, I guess, how much, you know, guys are going to be out. But I think that a lot of their parts are pretty set. I mean, I guess you could always use more offensive line help for sure, especially center backup. If that's possible, uh, um, <laughs> swing. You know, if a guy can a little, little, yeah, just you know, just a thought. You know, I know Mike McDaniel says that it's not his finished Picasso, even though I wish it was. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I think that that I didn't see the Claypool deal coming for sure. So it's pretty wild. Um, sheesh. Now I'm. I wonder out. how Leroy is surviving. By the way, With the it's, it's, it's not raining. Boring. Well, that's okay over here. It's okay over here. Where's the Where's the golf course? Do you know? I don't. It's By in the way, Coral Gables. It's a Coral Gables. Solana's out there, yeah. so Solana won't be I on. I think they're him. golfing together. Solana, wait a minute. It's Solana. Oh, I got it. There's no way he's not dropping s bombs on Solana. You know what? Without oh, Solana, man. I would have can't. I would have gone to the golf course with ketchup chips. I will ask him right now. How bad are you? <laughs> sure, he did. Giving Trader. Solana the I business. would literally go. I would have gone on gone on a golf course with ketchup chips, and every time Leroy's about to swing, I would take Just a crunch. chip and eat it, and yeah, make a crunch. Yeah, Solana could be really annoying on the course. Like if he wanted to, to Leroy, he could he could ruin that for him. <laughs> I don't understand what we should add video. You can video. ruin that for. Him. We should add video footage of uh of those two on the links. Yeah, on the course that would be historical. I'm on my way. Is that your rain? Is that rain falling in your? It's rain. Yes. Do you see know, how dark it's gotten in here? I didn't know if it was like Scooby here? scratching. I the thought microphone. it was Scooby. No, it is <laughs> the rain line. hitting getting, my windows. Getting his uh, his endurance on. Oh wow, that's rain. Gee, Apparently, man. Steven says it's pouring in Coral Gables. So, huh. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I hope they have lunch 
out yeah. there for uh, Leroy. One last piece of oh. in, one last piece of uh, injury news, according to reporters. Jalen Phillips still day to day with an oblique injury. Mike McDaniel says they're keeping their long term health in mind. That's from Marcel Louis Jacques from ESPN. So. Again, this has not been a great hour for injuries, ladies and gentlemen. Not a great hour. We get Devon Achan, the news there, not great. The uh, Jaime Jaquez, he left with a strained groin. Nikola Jovic is at a doctor, and Jalen Phillips is in uh, is day to day. Wow, Jalen, wow! I'm gonna name this hour of the podcast injury hour. <laughs> Just injuries, dude, all no. over the place. Just no, injuries. it is basically it's been no. injuries all over the place. So <laughs> that's all we've talked about the last hour. Is just mean, injuries. It, this is bad. It's been tough, man. Tough, banged up day here on the uh, on the program. That's for sure. Before we get out of here today, I want to let you guys know one more time: Stars and Strings, a great night of country music, is coming to Hard Rock Live November first. To win tickets right now to see Jordan Davis, Hardy, Brian Kelly, Asia McBride, Cole Swindell, and Haley Witters, text the word COUNTRY to 20357. That's COUNTRY to 20357. And tickets are available for purchase at starsandstrings.com. And uh, check that on out. Leroy will be back tomorrow, everybody. We will uh, see what kind of shenanigans ensue as uh, we get closer to a little Miami Dolphins action. And uh, everybody drive safe out there. Some crazy, crazy weather going on with uh, with it. So, oh, there it is. Yeah. I gotta Straining get, in the studio again. I got to give Nick T credit, man. He said it sounds like a bunch of birds attacking uh, Jay Figs. Yeah, they're right after her. <laughs> they got to be careful. You got to be careful. Oof. Crazy. Uh, everybody, everybody have a great rest of your day. If you missed any of the show, get the Tobin and Leroy podcast on all your podcast platforms. And you guys can go back and you can watch the show on youtube and twitch the channel miami 560 wqm go subscribe every single day you guys can watch live you guys can watch uh, hockman and crowder as well the javon holland interviews up there from yesterday he was great and uh Crance's corner the whole uh kit and caboodle of our shows here on the show sports day with dan day and vlad you guys can watch them live every single saturday as well and uh we'll talk to you rap bastards tomorrow i get what's happening i understand that but what i'm saying is is that like, there's so many other variables, like hand-to-hand combat when it comes to basketball and and the intensity of football and then right. the intensity in the playoffs that sometimes when you have a week off, you kind of start sluggish. Hand-to-hand, right? or if you're uh, Victor Wembanyama, apparently hand-to-head because he apparently headbutt Chet Holmgren last night. It's the only guy is his height. That was like, amazing. I've never seen two breadsticks go at each other like that. <laughs> it was wow. Oh, man. We'll take a quick break. I was, uh, I was at the heat scrimmage last night. We'll tell you a little I bit about you. that. What and, was I, that? And, I, and I'm pissed off at you. Why? I talk about this ketchup chips and that damn chocolate. And y'all had a conversation about it. Like, she brought it over like it was... A God's gift to Solana, and I'm like, wait, I've been bringing this shit to the. Whoop. <laughs> Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode, and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.